Are we able to distinguish between something that might be best called uh, genuine love and something that is not necessarily genuine love, what might be called uh, attachment? Uh, so we can probably start with the possibly easier point, which would be attachment. What is attachment? Um, we can think in connection with that term of something such as uh, a fixation that we uh, can develop concerning another uh, or an object, an idea, uh, a behavior, uh, a habit, uh, or a person considered as an object. And following this fixation, of course, there arises the desire to possess uh, and to control whatever it is that is in question. For example, uh, I may have an attachment to my car, and therefore, I wish to keep it clean, possibly, hopefully. I wish to replace the oil on time and rotate the tires and uh, make sure that it's functioning well, right? I possess, hopefully, my bank account, and I wish to have the sum therein be high, but it's obviously not because I care about the car for its own sake, excuse me, or for the bank account <laughs> for its own sake. If it was somebody else's car, I sell it. I'm no longer a little bit of a reminiscence, but I'm no longer attached to it as my car. All of a sudden, somebody else, a hacker, gets my bank account. I want it back. I don't want it to be doing good for the sake of the hacker, right? It's because it's mine, right? So we see that such attachments can arise in connection with virtually anything. Somebody can be attached, a little kid can be attached to a rock, Right, an adult that uh, usually would probably think, unless a geologist or something, like why would I be attached to a rock? But a little kid can be attached to a rock. A little kid can be attached to uh, a, a favorite planky or, or to a stuffed animal. Right, uh, and adults can be attached to uh, adult toys. Uh, for example, again, um, a car, a car, a piece of clothing, a, a watch, a cell phone. Uh, right? My favorite piece of jewelry. My favorite shoes. Uh, uh, and we see that, again, one of the marks of attachment is that I don't care, and it doesn't make any sense to care about what it is that is in itself, right? It doesn't make any sense to um, say, you know, I care about how my shoes are doing for their own sake. It's an object to me, and I wish to uh, control it, and I wish to possess it, and I wish to make it to keep it mine for my sake, we see animals also uh, are capable very well, as far as it seems, to infer from appearances of uh, attachments. Uh, a dog might grab uh, an object, uh, say a slipper of a guest, and then refuse to give it back. It's mine. Don't you dare take it. Right? Uh, a wolf or a lion or a hyena or a, or a tiger or a cheetah uh, can uh, kill some prey and uh, then be attached to the carcass. Get away from it. Right? Uh, um, whoever's coming, the, the falcons or the birds, whatever. Get away from it. it. It's mine. Right? So that's that's what we can call attachment. And we see that the same concept uh, can and usually does extend concerning persons. Usually, in order for me to have any regard for another person, the person has to be mine. Right? Let's say there's a suspicion that uh, I'm... Uh, the child is mine. What, do I, what am I waiting for in order to see whether or not I'm going to be attached to the child? It's a confirmation that the child is mine. As soon as the child is mine, 
I'm attached. It's my child, right? Uh, or as soon as I filled out the adoption forms and everything is legal and, and formal, it, it's my child or my children, right? And what am I waiting for in a relationship that it's my person, right? That there's some kind of commitment here, at least, informal at least, if not formal, right? That it's my friend, that it's my uh, um kind of a relative. That's what's usually needed. And when something is mine, it's the same idea as with anything else. Uh, I fill out the paperwork. Now, it's my car and I'm attached to it. And I want to, again, possess it and control it and have it uh, serve me properly. It's my phone. Uh, as soon as I've filled out the contract and and, and this and that. And now I wish to, uh, for it to, to, to use it uh, appropriately. So attachment, again, it can be thought of in this way. We see, again, uh, any animal uh, or the vast ma- good amount at least of animals when uh, young are hatched all of a sudden there, there's attachment uh, a baby duckling as scholars say something along the lines of that the first uh, object that, that uh, baby duckling see uh, the, an attachment forms it can be a stick it could be a person it could be the mama duck but there's an attachment this is mine this is what will lead me to comfort and to safety. So this is kind of one mode of relationships. And we see that it is the standard mode because it doesn't require any effort or any thought uh, or any uh, uh, state other than that of unconsciousness. It's automatic uh, uh, until it's not. It can obviously, uh, the mechanism can fail to go off. And we see consequently that. You know, I could be in a relationship for a long time. All of a sudden, I pick up and leave because I just don't want to be. Something switches. Something changes. This is no longer my person. I don't care. Uh, uh, With children, also, uh, sometimes an attachment fails to form uh, from a a newborn to the the mother. And the mother says, I don't want this baby. Get get it out of my sight. Uh, Unfortunately, tragic things that uh, need not be said can also here occur. Right or uh, the uh, attachment can last uh, until the child develops his or her own will uh, at uh, whatever age, and then the attachment breaks, and it's not uh, <laughs> it's formal relations at best. Right, uh, everything is great while uh, my uh, spouse or significant other is is mine, and uh, our, our wills don't diverge too much. But now we're living together. You want this? I want that. The attachment is is uh, is in jeopardy, right? It can even be broken. You're not uh, calling and texting me as much as I like in order to facilitate the attachment. Uh, uh, that's it, right? And that's why we see also that in order to, uh, we shouldn't dismiss the power of attachment. It's nothing bad in and of its own self. It's to be uh, uh, cherished as appropriate, right? For example, a little kid is not capable of anything but attachment to a parent, to a guardian. And so if care is not taken to establish that attachment, the attachment just won't happen. I, I, I may be able to recognize that this is my parent or parents or guardian or guardians, but I don't feel like it because the attachment is gone It's just or, or is not there. So as the, the caretaker, I have to make sure to shower enough affection on the child, to communicate enough with the child, to remind him or her I love you many times so that that attachment forms and there's the possibility of just like a mama duck guiding her ducklings uh, to the water and to good places to snack and all of that, of guiding the young person towards his or her development. Because without that attachment, I just feel 
uh, 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 tyrannized potentially, right? Why should I listen to this person that I don't care for telling me to go to school or to get good grades or to work hard uh, in sports or in school? And, and all that kind of stuff, or to eat my vegetables, I, I'm not attached to you. I'm not, uh, you're not my mama duck leading me, so I, I'm going to rebel, right? And yet when there's those strong bonds of attachment, usually I want to follow you. I want you, you to lead me. The same thing uh, in actual, actually in politics, right? A, a leader, a successful leader, uh, to, to him or her, uh, the people are attached. I want to uh, follow this person. I want this person to be powerful. And, and to be successful, right? If I feel strong bonds of attachment, excuse me, toward, excuse me, if I feel strong bonds of attachment towards, let's say, uh, uh, my neighbors, then I feel connected with them. They're my neighbors, right? Towards my family members, they're my family members. And we can kind of think maybe some family members I feel stronger bonds of attachment to and others less so. Those that uh, uh, there's stronger connection with, it's probably because some work has been put in concerning that. For example, regular family outings, uh, regular messages, right? Year after year, I, I wish you a happy birthday. You wish me a happy birthday. We call each other uh, and, and talk and, c and catch up and all that kind of stuff. And consequently, there's strong bonds of attachment. Other family members, they might be closer to me by blood, but uh, the attachment can be weaker if we do not communicate as much, if there's some animosity in all of that. Right? So again, attachment and the same thing, obviously, for friendships. Uh, a real friendship requires work. It requires creating and maintaining that attachment so that there's regular, uh, or for that to that end, there has to be regular communication and sharing and, and hanging out and all of that. And if that fails to happen, I could have had a very close friend, but a year goes by, two years go, goes by, four years goes by, uh, uh, Those that work to create and maintain that attachment isn't there. The attachment can fall away, and it's no longer really my friend. Technically, I can grant there maybe it can... Uh, kind of, uh, we can be connected again in the future, but maybe not now. So again, attachment is nothing to be uh, uh, um, dismissed off the bat. And yet we can offer that attachment uh, can be thought of ideally as a prelude to uh, higher uh, human relations. And what can those higher human relations uh, be considered as? So here, uh, a word that obviously comes to mind is is love right uh, it is real love and yet uh, we can offer that in order to have real love uh, it's no simpler and no easier than anything else sometimes uh, we say you know i'm in love right it, it, it just happened to me i fell in love i'm only uh, you know 18 and i just fell in love so we would say i can no more just fall in in real love than i can fall into being a professional athlete or i can fall into being an accomplished uh, uh, whatever musician or actor, or actress or writer, real love requires real effort. Right? It, it, it requires real uh, excellence. It, it, it cannot just be done. What we mean then is I just fell into attachment. I just became attached to somebody. Normally, I'm not going to, I'm walking along the street. I'm not going to be attached to every person I see. That would be crazy. Imagine I'm attached to you. No, you, no, you, no, you, right? Uh, and yet sometimes things can come together and all of a sudden I can become highly attached to another person, not only romantically, but in a friendship capacity, for example, in a companion capacity. But that's what we mean when we say, oh, I just effortlessly fell in love or something like this. I just developed an attachment to another person. So real love, what, what can we consider that 
uh, to be. So we can say maybe that um, a prelude to real love is first of all to uh, develop some capacity to consider uh, uh, and view myself as a subject, as a self. What does that mean? We see that there's a difference between a subject and an object. A subject is the one to whom objects come across, right? I saw, I smelt, I tasted, I heard, I thought, I felt, but uh, there's an I there, and that's just grammatical, but presumably, uh, or very possibly, very likely, that's reflective of a real reality. I, I, there's a self that does the feeling and the thinking. Excuse me, and all of this, and this self is real. It's living. It's actual. It's, it's, it really exists as, as far as it seems. Versus objects, they exist temporarily, but then they pass, right? I, I smelt something and the smell went. I saw something, but then I saw something else. But the eye there remains. So what I want to do is I want to develop some capacity to view myself as, as real, as an eye, not just as an object. And usually what we do is we uh, substitute ourself for some or another concept. For example, I visualize, I am, uh, uh, then I, I visualize my body maybe and my name and I think about my resume and I think about what I like and don't like and this and that. I have this concept. I substitute that for the real living self that I may possibly and probably am, right? And then I think that that's me. And that's usually the concept that, uh, that uh, develops attachment for other such Concepts. Uh, the alternative would be to say uh, or to develop that the capacity of self-consciousness, right? Of uh, of real kind of inwardness and subjectivity. Understand that I'm a real self, a real I, and then to say uh, uh, that same uh, uh, self or I or reality in other people. In other words, to see people, other people as real, not just as objects, not just as things that I can get attached to. For example, again, my watch my wallet, my bank account, my car, but as, as, as really truly existent living uh, <laughs> beings, uh, uh, subjects, right? So that would be the first step that we would say, or one of the first steps. Now, if I do that, and I also work on attaining to some portion of humanity and some portion of refinement, uh, of character and, and, uh, and mind and such, meaning I can't be in a completely untutored, vulgar state to be able to develop real love, but at least I'm trying. I don't have to be perfect. At least I'm giving it another effort, and I'm able to see another person then as, as completely real, as equally real to myself, no less real, whether or not I see you or I hear you or I smell you or anything like that. Uh, you're completely real. You exist exactly as do I. Uh, then, that being the first step, I can develop the capacity to value and cherish genuine human development. Now, in order for me to so do, I have to, first of all, probably do it concerning myself, right? Just like in order for me to uh, uh, usually value, um, let's say, the ability to sing, uh, uh, it can be helpful uh, uh, to, uh, to work on singing myself. I can enjoy singing purely as a fan without any ability to sing whatsoever, but for me to really appreciate, wow, that was difficult to hit that note, it can be helpful to, to try, Right For me to really appreciate how hard it is to play a professional sport, it can be helpful to try. I can still be a fan, of course, even if I've never tried and I have no idea. But to really kind of be about it, it can really, again, help to, to give it a shot. So just so, uh, I may not be uh, uh, Mr. Miss Human Development, but at least I should try a little bit 
to develop myself and see how valuable real human development is, how uh, uh, priceless it is to, let's say, refine a character trait or to develop some humility or to genuinely uh, attain to some uh, impersonal objective capacities uh, of thought and introspection and to uh, uh, realize some idea or some ideal in my life. That kind of thing and much more needless to say. At least I can give it a shot and I can see how valuable it is. And then I can consequently uh, uh, attribute that value, that, that same value concerning other people. Again, first of all, I see that you're real. Second of all, I want your highest good. I want you to develop to the maximum. I don't want you to remain in the uh, uh, vulgar, petty, unconscious animal state of nature from which uh, wretchedness or concerning which wretchedness is guaranteed. I want you to uh, attain to, to some real good and to some real reality. Now, if, uh, if I, again, I grant that you're real and I want your highest human development, then without, with minimal and, and, and perhaps none, but as little as possible, petty, excuse me, infantile kind of uh, uh, attachments, the way that a child is attached to his or her blankie or, or teddy bear stuffed animal, or we can kind of um, uh, soften that up a little bit and say I can also be attached to, let's say here, the, uh, who's in question is my child, I can also be attached to, to my child in, in the way that uh, I'm attached to, uh, I was attached to a blankie, fine, it need not be uh, necessarily problematic, but on top of that attachment or aside from it, the main thing is that I grant that you're completely real and I wish for your highest good and I'm doing everything I can to facilitate maximally your highest good. Uh, whatever that may entail, that may entail uh, 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 difficult things and painful things. It's not always lovey-dovey and soft and easy. It's my child. I may have to uh, uh, kind of uh, get him or her involved in difficult things and I may have to constantly correct and talk about character and talk about telling the truth and, uh, and discuss ideas, all kinds of things, whatever it takes. But the point is that I really have your best interest in mind. I want you to become a human being and to become everything that you can be. And this is unconnected with my, uh, with my narrow self, meaning it's not just because uh, uh, your mind in the way that a watch is mine that I want that, right? Uh, in the way that my house is mine if I have one, and now I want to renovate it. I don't want to renovate your house. I want to renovate my house, right? So here, it's a little bit different. We would say that for it to be capable of real human love, I have to wish uh, the, the best genuinely for anybody, any given person whatsoever. I really want them to uh, attain to their, their true and highest good. With that said, not everybody's my responsibility. It's not that not everybody is I owe and, and, and want to possess and control as objects, right? It's that not everybody's my responsibility. Nobody wants my input. Somebody else's child probably doesn't want my input unless, again, whatever the, the capacity is, family, friend, teacher. It's my child that needs my uh, and wants my uh, help or needs it, at least even if not wants it. It's my spouse uh, whose responsibility uh, uh, is mine, right? It's my friend. It's my neighbor. But again, it's a different schema. It's a different paradigm. It's not because uh, the person is mine. Again, in the way that an object is mine, I have to consequently do something to them or control them. It's because it's, 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 it's on me. Just like I wish her my highest human good and I'm going to uh, work on that, not because of vanity, not because I'm me and I'm Mr. Miss Special and I'm the best, because it's my responsibility to take care of my human development. So that's what I'm going to do. 
had a genuine love also for myself, which is different than uh, than vanity. So anyhow, uh, there's some differences that we can mind. Again, attachment can be thought of as a, a bond, uh, positively speaking, or a, a little bit uh, more uh, kind of a petty, just a fixation uh, uh, onto some object, uh, whether that object, to, to me it's an object, whether the object is technically a, a person or or a, a, a real object or an idea or behavior, to me it's an object, I'm fixated on it, I'm connected with it, I'm deriving some emotional benefit from it and consequently I have a desire again to possess, to control, to have things go my way and as soon as it's no longer mine, I don't care. You were my spouse, you're no longer my spouse, I don't care about you. You were, you still are my child, but now you have your own life and your own will, and maybe we don't even talk that much. You were my friend, now you're not. I, I, I may wish your downfall with all my heart, never mind do I not wish uh, uh, the best for you, right? Um, you were my neighbor, now you're not, I, I don't care, right? You were, the, and so forth and so on. Real love is unconcerned with the petty and personal in this way. It is concerned with granting the reality of another person. You exist as much as I do in a real living way. And further, I want your highest good. And if it's my responsibility, I'm going to work to facilitate your highest good to the best of my limited abilities. But nonetheless, with all due sincerity, with all due earnestness and all of that. All right. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.